Welcome to Everyday Health Simplified. I'm Elisa Poole, ex-teacher turned health enthusiast. Each episode, you get bite-sized pieces of nutrition and mindset education so that you can be empowered to take the next step on your wellness journey. Welcome back. I want to give you fair warning right from the get-go today. Don't listen to this episode Because if you do listen to this episode, you're going to have to do some serious thinking about how your thoughts and beliefs are actually affecting you and how your life is turning out. I mean, as the saying goes, ignorance is bliss. But once you hear today's episode, there's no going back. But I, for one, am all in. Because it's information like this that makes me think if I could do my life over again, I would go into the world of neuroscience because it is fascinating. What am I talking about? I'm talking about the idea that the cells in your body respond to the beliefs and thoughts in your mind. That in fact, your cells are in constant communication with your mind. Like they are tuned to the frequency of your mind. That your body is like its own radio channel. So let me start by asking if you are familiar with Dr. Masaru Emoto. He is the Japanese researcher who conducted experiments on water molecules. What he did was label water with different messages. Some had positive messages like thank you, love and gratitude, and harmony on them. Others had negative messages like you disgust me, or evil, or you fool on them. And during the experiment, Dr. Emoto thought those messages and spoke those messages over each water for a period of time. And then he photographed the water crystals to see what effect those words had on their structure. The pictures are actually quite stunning. The uplifting and encouraging words created beautiful symmetrical crystals that look a lot like different snowflakes. The negative words created crystals that looked empty, scratched, or spongy. Very, very different. Sounds a little crazy, right? He also did this with grains of rice. He put rice in three different beakers and covered them with water. Over one beaker, he spoke the words, thank you. Over another, he spoke, you're an idiot. And the third, he completely ignored. After one month of doing this daily, the rice in each beaker looked different. The rice in the first beaker had begun to ferment and bubble with a pleasant smell. The rice in the second beaker had turned black. And the rice in the third beaker, the one that had been ignored, had actually begun to rot and decompose. Now, his theory was that our words and our thoughts have vibrations attached to them, and they can physically alter the molecular structure of who or what they are spoken over. He was especially adamant that our words have a very profound effect on our children. Now, regardless of whether or not those experiments were valid, I'm not here to argue that, I am guessing we can agree that words are powerful because I'm betting that we have all heard some words that hit us like a ton of bricks and other words that comfort us like a healing balm. Dr. Emoto is not the only one who thinks that our words are powerful. Words create ideas and ideas when they take root in the brain are powerful and can actually overtake the body. This is evidenced in things like anxiety, panic attacks, depression, and even vertigo or seizures. I recently watched a TED Talk by hypnotherapist Kristen Rivas about the power of words and how she experienced a personal transformation over debilitating grief all by the power of a few words. Very interesting. So this episode is all about the idea that our words and thoughts, which reflect our beliefs, not only affect our children, but our own bodies. How? I still can't wrap my head around it fully. But the truth is, we are all energy. 
We are not our bodies. We're not our bellies, our hands, or our heads. We are energy, and energy can neither be created nor destroyed. Energy is and always will be. Now that's kind of exciting. So get ready because I'm about to drop some Eddie Grant on you. We gonna rock down to Electric Avenue and then we'll take it higher. Mm, mm, mm. We gonna rock down to, all right. So great, Elisa. But how does this energy of our beliefs matter to our lives? Because our beliefs, what we believe in our minds, what we think in our minds absolutely affects what our bodies do with that information. If you are a person who wants to get real deep into this subject matter, I refer you to The Biology of Belief by Bruce Lipton. Dr. Lipton is a pioneer in the field of epigenetics, which is the study of what influences our genes. Dr. Lipton explains that genes themselves do not turn on or off. They cannot do that. Your genes are like blueprints. They don't actually build the house. They show how it could be built. The contractor is the person who actually builds the house and the blueprints can actually change along the way depending on what the contractor does. The contractor is you, your brain. So the epigenetics is the study of how our environment and especially the perception of our environment is what controls our genes. When we teach people that their genes are their destiny, we are teaching people to become victims. His work is all about showing how you are actually a creator of your life and influential in how your genes are expressed. What you think about, you do bring about. So here are a few key ideas that I've learned from Dr. Lipton that are mind-blowing to me in their implications. You take a listen and see what you think. First up, you are impacting the cells in your body with your thoughts. Your body has about 50 trillion cells in it. They are all alive and they all die and are reproduced regularly. They're replenished. Where do those new cells come from? The answer is your stem cells. Dr. Lipton explains that you can put identical stem cells in separate Petri dishes and they will replicate and create more stem cells. Some of those stem cells will become muscles, others will become bone, and others will become fat. What determines their outcome? Well, it's not their genes because they are all from the same parent cell. What determines their outcome is the environment of the aquarium they live in, because they kind of live in aquariums, your cells. If you change the environment, you can change the end result. Your brain chemistry is able to create images in your mind. And if you have a healthy image, then you have healthy chemistry in your cells. If you have a negative image in your mind, then your brain chemistry reflects that and has a negative impact on you. You might be thinking, I don't know, Lisa, that sounds kind of far-fetched. Well, have you heard of the placebo effect? I'm guessing yes. Did you know that at least one-third and up to two-thirds of all healing and medicine is due to the placebo effect? In case you're unfamiliar with the placebo effect, it's when some people get a drug and some people don't. And the people who don't get the drug experience the same healing as the people who did take the drug because they thought they were taking the drug. It was their perception, their belief that the medicine would help, and so it did. And by the way, there is a nocebo effect that does the same thing in the opposite way, negatively. People can develop negative side effects or harmful symptoms of taking a certain drug because they think they're taking it when actually they're taking a fake pill, right? So the nocebo effect can be negative, the placebo effect is positive. And there is also a placebo surgery. 
There are actually people who received fake arthroscopic surgery. The doctors made incisions on the side of the knee. The person went under general anesthetic and they could hear the doctors talking as if they had had the surgery and even were showed video of someone else's knee surgery being done. And the fake surgery had the same effect as the actual surgery where they drained the fluid and scraped the cartilage, but the surgery never even happened. But they thought it did, so it helped. So truly, your belief about what is happening in you or to you makes an impact. What you believe is actually affecting the cells in your body. All right. The second incredible notion to understand is that your body is tuned to the frequency of you, like a radio station. My radio station is called Elisa. Your radio station is you. The cells in your bodies have antennas on their surface that receive signals, just like TV antennas. They're made of proteins, and no two people have the same antennas. Even though all your cells have different jobs, they are all listening to the same station, and that is your mind. All the cells in your body have antennas to hear your frequency. So in the case of an emergency, like an earthquake or something, all of your cells hear you and cooperate. Now, if I put my cells in someone else, they're receiving a different broadcast and they won't listen without intervention first. Here are a few examples. Dr. Lipton explained how they have actually done readings of the electrical activity of cells from one person and moved the cells up to 40 miles away. When an emotional response is elicited in you, the cells 40 miles away activate their electrical activity. The cells can still respond to your frequency even when they're not in your body. Another example is heart transplants. During any organ transplant, I don't know if you knew this, but the people receiving the organ are given medications to shut down their immune system so that their body won't attack the newly transplanted organ. Everybody has to do that because otherwise they would attack it because it's not theirs, right? Once the transplant is established, the new owner often seems to pick up characteristics of the original heart owner. Apparently, there's a whole book written about this, you guys. I have not read it yet, but I'm interested. It's called Change of Heart. I'm gonna totally look it up. But a lighthearted example is when a woman who was a vegetarian received a new heart, and then she suddenly developed a taste for beer and chicken McNuggets. Turns out, those were the favorite foods of the heart donor. A more serious example was the story of a young girl who received a heart from another young girl. And soon after the transplant, she began having frequent nightmares every night of being murdered. Every night she dreamt the same scene and the same murder. So the doctors traced the history of the donor and sure enough, that donor was a little girl who was killed. And as a result, the police spoke with the donor recipient and they were actually able to catch the killer based on her description of her nightmare. What? That still gives me chills thinking about it. The cells in our bodies are literally communicating with each other. They are not only listening to our minds and our thoughts, but they act accordingly. That is wild. And this can also explain how some people can be impervious to poisonous snake bites based on their belief or walk across hot coals without burning themselves based on their belief, while other people would completely die if bitten by a bat snake or get burned doing the very same thing. It's about having the belief that is broadcasting to your entire body so much so that your cells respond. I don't know about you, but the implications of these findings are huge, wouldn't you agree? This means that each moment you could be redrawing the blueprints of your genetics. The thoughts that you have, both conscious or subconscious, are influencing your life. 
So it's up to us. What kind of influence do we want our thoughts to be having? If you change your thoughts, you can literally change how your life is turning out. Your body is listening to you. Your thoughts have an energy that is manifesting in your life. If you wanna change your health, you must stop saying things like, I'm too tired, I'm too old, it's too late, I'm too busy, this is just the way it is, I was born this way, or I could never do this, or I always do this, or any other phrase that says the way it is, right? The reality is that's the energy that you are putting out into the world. And you are powerful. Your body is listening to you. So you are already influencing your health in those negative ways. So the question is, how could you change your thoughts to influence your health in a positive way that benefits you and where you want to go? So what is the takeaway from this, you guys? Don't stop believing. Mm. Hold on to that feeling. It turns out journey was right. Your thoughts, your words, and your beliefs matter. What you think about most will determine what you see in five years or 10 years or 15 years. How do you take control of it? With intention and direction. I invite you to join us in the private Facebook group for women where we are exploring all sorts of topics that lead to a transformation of both body and mind. Our beliefs matter. Our thoughts and our words matter. Let's start thinking about that. Thank you for tuning in today. I would truly appreciate if you would leave a review of this podcast and share it with someone you know. So this week, pay attention to your thoughts and keep practicing health every day. Bye-bye.